Years ago, I was standing in the patio after Granada's early worship service, and a visitor approached to ask a question. At the time, the news was filled with a tragic shooting perpetrated by a person that claimed to be a Christian. And the visitor said, Really? Could God forgive that? Will that person end up in heaven? Now, this is Thursday, April 6th. We call it Monday Thursday from Jesus' mandate, his challenge to his disciples to serve each other, to serve the world as he had served them. Here's our text for today. Matthew chapter 26, verse 27 to 28. Then he, Jesus, took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Now, our reading has taken us right square into the middle of the Passover meal. This yearly dinner was heavily scripted by the Jewish people with a series of questions and answers that would lead a family through the experience of the Exodus. At the time, the Jewish people had been slaves in Egypt and bound to do complete the Pharaoh's construction projects. They had no future and they had no hope. Then God intervened. Through a series of plagues, God delivered his people from their bondage. The final plague was the death of all the firstborn of Egypt. In order to protect the Hebrew firstborn from death, God told his people to use the blood of a lamb and to spread it on the doorposts of their homes. The death angel would see the blood and would pass over their homes and their firstborn would be spared. Jesus is celebrating the remembrance meal of the Passover when he makes this statement about his blood. Jesus is saying that his blood provides a real forgiveness of sins. Now, if we stop to think about this, if I hurt you and needed your forgiveness, how could a third party step in and forgive me? How could that possibly work? What forgiveness is Jesus speaking about here? To understand, we need to remember that all sins are first sins against God. King David said to the Lord after he sinned with Bathsheba, Against you, O Lord, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. That's Psalm 51.4. Of course, David had sinned against Bathsheba and against his friend Uriah, her husband. But notice his sin is against God. He says this because when we sin, it is always first a sin against the Lord. We have put something before him. We have treated something as more important than he is in our lives. Yet he is Lord of all, our creator, and he is due all honor and obedience and faithfulness. You see, our sin creates a rift with God, between us and God, and places us under a curse. God is serious about his justice because he is just as all his ways, and he created our world in justice. In our sin, we tear away the fabric of his creation. We stand against God and bring darkness and evil into his world of light. God will not clear the guilty nor leave sin unpunished. By the way, the man that committed that murder cannot be let to go free. He must first face human judgment that cannot and should not be short-circuited. But where does he stand with God if he comes to God in repentance? He and us along with him, we're in a bind with God. 
We're unable to remove the guilt and curse of our sin. Our sin cannot go unpunished. God can't, cannot, and won't, will not overlook it. God's justice has been kept in the most profound and serious of ways, the death of his one and only Son. As Jesus explains, forgiveness comes through him. God's justice is complete in him. The sinless one sets the guilty free with his blood, life for life. See, Jesus tells his disciples that like the Passover lamb, forgiveness, true forgiveness, will come through him. Our substitute is not a Passover lamb, a furry animal, but the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Now that visitor asked a very good question. Is there a sin that Jesus' death could not cover? Will we begin to make a list of sins that are just too much? Are there sins in our lives where God says, you've done it now, you've gone too far this time? No. Like the blood of the Passover lamb that protected everyone in the house, the justice for sin has fallen upon Jesus at the cross. It, all of it, is settled there. Jesus has made peace between us and God. As, as we are told in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 to 8, in him, that is in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. In truth, all of us have gone too far. We are lost in our sin, but we are never too far from God to reach us through his grace. The blood of Jesus covers all our sin. That thing you did in your past, it is nailed with him to the cross. That unspeakable thing, that secret thing in your life, has all been covered by the blood of Jesus. Let's pray. Holy Lord, against you only have we sinned. We have done what we should not have done, and we have failed to do what you've called us to do. We have no life in us, but when we hear the words of Jesus, this is my blood of the covenant given for your forgiveness. Lord, help us to grasp what it means to be forgiven by you in Christ. Give us gratitude for your grace that we might live in it for your glory and honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.